Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. we got a lot to talk about today, mainly recruiting. Danny West is going to join us to talk about everything going on this past weekend. We'll talk a little bit about basketball recruiting as well, touch on the baseball team also, all that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always tune in on Facebook Live, of course. Be one of 85,000 Razorback fans to follow that page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a like or a thumbs up on both of those platforms. Subscribe to the YouTube page and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star review from you. Let other people know what to think about the show. Uh, also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. And Hog Sports, of course, is just $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. I know there's not a lot of going on right now. All the Razorback sports are completed. We're in this short little period here where there's nothing going on for Razorback sports except recruiting. Recruiting has been very hot and heavy lately. And I just booked my trip to Atlanta for SEC Media Days. It's in Atlanta. I think it starts, what, June 18th or something like that. So I'll be there, of course, just like every year. And it's not that far off. I mean, we're less than a month before we really start diving in to football stuff if it ever really stops. So, all right, get your questions in. Also, we'll get to those at the end of the show. Now, before we get started on anything else, today's show is going to be very recruiting-centric, okay? But before we get that, uh, I just want to say congratulations to the Arkansas baseball team, really doing stuff that nobody thought that they would be able to do up to, you know, a month ago, really. I don't think anybody thought Arkansas baseball would finish the way they did. Ole Miss, of course, won the College World Series, and – you know, I think we all have our opinions on that. And, and congrats to Ole Miss. They won the College World Series. Uh, I do think it's interesting the way that things are set up to where in baseball it feels like – and I'm, I'm, Ole Miss probably surged and playing better during the tournament than anybody. But it's interesting to me that, like, in football, almost always the best team wins the national championship, especially with the structure that we have now. Football, almost always the best team wins. In basketball, it kind of feels like that too. Maybe not quite at the same level, but pretty close to it. And I think a lot of times in basketball during the NCAA tournament, you uncover some things. You know, you're like, well, maybe this really was the best team. And I'm not saying Ole Miss isn't the best team in the country. I I think Tennessee was the best team in the country. I think Arkansas was the best team in the country last year. But it just seems in this tournament, the team that, you know, puts together the best regular season – it just seems like they rarely, rarely, rarely win the national championship. Andrew Ellis put this poll together. That's not – I don't mean to take anything away from Ole Miss. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just I, – I think everybody kind of thinks that. Probably Ole Miss fans would probably agree with that also. All right. So, Andrew Ellis put this poll together. It's always fun to look back. We do this every week during football season, like for a game that's coming up, who's going to lead the team in rushing and all that stuff. Andrew did one for baseball prior to the season. Who will have the best batting average for the Hogs was the first one. Caden Wallace came in thir- first at 35%. 
Uh, Chris Lanzilli was 326, and Michael Turner was 323. They did not they did not finish very high. Michael Turner only finished 1.84, and Lanzilli 1.15%. Home run leader, Robert Moore led the Hogs with 16. Caden Wallace was the pick. Breakout. There's a lot of subjective stuff in here, like breakout guy who's going to be the breakout hitter. Jalen Battles was the pick. Breakout uh, candidate for pitching. You know, those are all subjective. Connor Nolan got it, though. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, best newcomer. Peyton Stovall was the best newcomer. That includes everybody, though. Everybody that came in. Michael Turner. Hagan Smith. Chris Lanzilli. Best bullpen arm. Again, Subjective. Vermillion won that one. I think that's – you could make it – definitely make a case there. Stolen base leader. Nobody expected Caden Wallace. In fact, Andrew didn't even include him in the poll. Nobody expected him. He led the Hogs with 12. Uh, most likely Golden Spikes winner, Caden Wallace, Robert Moore. Regular season finish, 73 points. So, that's when I say, like, people didn't expect Arkansas to do what they did. <laughs> That doesn't include Arkansas fans who had obviously very high expectations, but 73.4% said Arkansas would finish first in the SEC West, and obviously they finished second behind Texas A&M. Postseason finish, how will Arkansas season end? 55.6% said College World Series champions. 28.25% said loss in the College World Series. Anyway, those are always kind of fun to look back on. Elite 11 is coming up this week. June 28th, so right around the corner, 28th through the 30th, Redondo Union High School in Redondo Beach, California. Arkansas's Malachi Singleton is one of 20 participants invited to the Elite 11. This thing has changed structure, you know, over the years. Now it's 20 guys invited, and the top 11 finishers will be known as the Elite 11. So there's also several guys that Arkansas recruited um, that are making the trip. Jaden Rashada, who just committed to Miami, number seven ranked quarterback in the country on the composite. Avery Johnson was another guy that they were heavily involved in, uh, composite ranked number 12. And then, of course, Singleton, who's a composite ranked 20th. I'm going to get into some stuff, too, with Arkansas recruiting and how different services have Razorback recruits rated and stuff and just kind of look a little bit ahead to how Arkansas's class might finish. And we're going to get into all that with Danny. Um, basketball, before we get to Danny, he's next. But basketball, got a big commitment from Layden Blocker out of Maumelle High School, Sunrise Christian, 6'2", 175 point guard, the number 29 ranked player in the country on the 24-7 sports composite ranking, number five point guard, number two overall in Arkansas. 24-7 sports has him number five point guard, number one overall in Arkansas. Really nice commitment. So he's 29th. So if you're the 29th ranked player, you're basically – in the eyes of 24-7 sports, going to be a five-star when all said and done. 24-7 sports has him number 34. But if you're a first-round draft pick projected, that's what they're basically trying to do with these, then you're a five-star. Uh, so I think there's a good chance that Blocker ends up being a five-star. I think there's a good chance that in 2023-24, he'll be your starting point guard if everything goes as expected with Anthony Black and Nick Smith probably being one and dones then Layden Blocker probably going to be your starting point guard uh, when the 2023-24 season arrives. Really nice pickup there with Blocker. The show goes on for Arkansas basketball. Look like there's no signs of slowing down. 
although it's going to be tough to replicate what they did in this last class. Arkansas had 11 visitors on campus. We're going to get to Danny West to talk about all that right now. For those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at DannyWest247. does a tremendous job for us at hogsports.com covering recruiting. He was a busy man over the weekend with all the visitors coming in. You can read. I think he's got like nine or ten stories on all the visitors that came in over the weekend. Danny, how you doing, man? What's up, Trey? Oh, not much. Just talking about uh, your busy weekend, busy weekend for Razorback recruiting, and uh, obviously that means that you're, uh, you've got a lot going on. Uh, just overall, overarching, what did you think about the weekend uh, in, in Fayetteville? A lot of really high-profile recruits and, and a lot of commitments, too. Ain't done yet. Ain't, it ain't done yet. I think they're still uh, still going to add some more of these guys. They've already added three over the weekend. They're up to 17 now, and it got me curious earlier to kind of look back. And, um, and Ironically, on this day a year ago, Nico Davier became their 12th commitment for the 22 class, and oh, they're wow. already at 17 mm-hmm. uh, for this year's class. And head on a swivel, man, I think that could jump to 18, 19 within the next 24 hours here. So a uh, long way out, but, you know, I, I, it's been it's been a good run for them. I think they're definitely going to slide at some point. You know, Blue Bloods are going to pass them up. Mm-hmm. But currently, number six in the country, it's, it's a really solid place to be. And like I said, I think they're going to add a few more here in the, uh, you know, 10, 14-day range mm-hmm. and uh, possibly a couple here in the next 24 hours. So, um, you know, I think they're going to be uh, well over 20 by the time fall camp rolls around, and that's just that's insane. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I was checking out my phone a couple of days ago, and you know how it, it shows you memories like on Facebook, Snapchat, all right. this from, you know, what you were doing on that date seven years ago. Well, as it turns out, I used to fish quite a bit in June. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of fishing pictures, and that's not the case anymore. Well, you called it, Danny. has has, has turned into it. You called it before the season started. You said this is going to be a very, you know, historically even, you know, it's going to be a very busy month, and I think it's exceeded maybe even your expectation. 35% of the 17 commitments that they have on campus or have committed right now uh, came in the month of June. 17 or 35 percent that's and they're 17th right now and you talk about some of the some of the blue bloods and you know what what not eventually going to like for example arkansas is one spot ahead of georgia you know that's probably not going to hold but what they've done right now i've got them at 214 recruiting points for those familiar Mm -hmm. with recruiting rankings how that works uh what that does like based on last year's class that would put them at 31 nationally i think last year's class ended up with 217 points total Yep. So they're about to easily pass that. And, I mean, some things go their way here and there. We could be talking about another top 15 or another. For the first time ever, we could be talking yep. about a top 15 class in Fayetteville. Yeah, I think so. I think they're still on pace for that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to me how many are they going to sign, you know, with the cap not being in place anymore. Mm-hmm. I think they could get up to, you know, 26, 28, maybe. So, you know, when all is said and done. So I'm as curious as anybody to see what that final number might might end up being. I don't think even they know. I mean, how the heck could they, yeah. you know, this early in the year with transfer portal and, you know, the cap being removed for now. So they're in a really good spot, man. Again, you know, uh, every time I tweet about their updated ranking, I get people say, well, that's not going to last. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, I think we all understand that. But so far, they're about to finish six months in a row ranked 
in the uh, ranked in the top ten. So I've never seen that before, and I've done this for a a pretty long time now. So that's what gets lost on people. Danny matters, but uh, you know, December is all that matters. But it's been consistent. You know. Yeah, that's well. That's what gets lost on people. I think is uh, well, it's not going to hold. But it it never been in a situation where will it hold or not where we've even asked that question you know they're currently ranked number six nationally texas is fifth clemson's fourth penn state's third ohio state's two and notre dame is one georgia as i mentioned right behind them at number seven nationally and you know i think it'll be interesting too to find out like what do these other schools do in terms of how many recruits they're adding since there is no 25 cap anymore yeah yeah it's almost impossible to predict too but um, I'm with you, man, on even some of these highly rated three stars. I mean, people see that and they say, well, I wanted the four star. Man, you're getting some good players. You know, you think about the three they got this mm-hmm. weekend. Two of them we talked about last week. You know, I hit you guys with the with every now and then my thoughts on who they ought to make room for and this and that. And two of them committed this weekend. So I was excited to see both of those. Um, no relation, but R.J. Johnson and, and Steven Johnson both out of uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. man, they look good to me. So there are some quality players. The size factor is is noticeable. Uh, man, they they're really recruiting big kids at this point. And I, that I guess we ought to expect that now. But oh yeah, size all over all across the board, especially a linebacker. Man, what they've been able to do there. You remember when they took over? What that room looked like? Yeah, it's it's you know one after another. It's become totally different. They're getting grown men out of high school i don't see a lot of situations anymore where you know you take a flyer on a 6'2 205 guy and hope like heck that he can add the weight and keep mm-hmm. the weight and still be able to run and he's physical enough now they're getting them 6'3 240 now so uh you know in some cases even have to take some weight off of them like a chris paul or a uh, or the latest guy alex sanford even he might have to you know lose 510 here and there mm-hmm. but i've been impressed with them as a really good weekend uh, taking a long way around your answer here, but really good weekend. And again, I, I don't think they're done quite yet. Next couple of weeks ought to be uh, still rolling. So the first commitment they got in the month of June was Isaiah Augustov. Augustov, is that how you say it? Augustov. I, I've been calling uh, Isaiah Augustave. Augustave. Okay. Uh, I, I like I that better. It, it could be wrong. Yeah. Augustave. Okay. Puts a little flair on it. Yeah. Six two two hundred pound running back. He is the highest run on twenty four seven sports. He's number eighteen running back in the country. I think one service has him like super low. That's kind of dragging down his composite score. I think Rivals has him as a borderline three star. Uh, but he is the number 18th ranked running back prospect in the country on 24-7 sports, which it makes him the highest ranked three-star running back in the country. I think we both agree that there's a good chance that he eventually moves up to four-star status. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think so. You know, you look at his production from last year, almost 1,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, almost 9 yards per carry in the state of Florida. I don't care who you are, man. That's impressive. Uh, You know, just a tick over. I think he ran a a 100-meter in 11.01. So, I mean, at 6'2", 200, man, that's that's pretty good. This is a guy that, you know, I think we talked about it last week, but they almost kind of stashed him a little bit, if that's even a phrase that we could still use nowadays. He was not, you know, super heavily recruited. Uh, Now, he had some good offers and whatnot, but – I mean, it had kind of gone quiet for him, or it mm-hmm. seemed to me that it had. And Arkansas jumped in there and, and kind of hoped to keep it quiet. And, uh, you know, it's funny, man. We talked about it, but they only wanted one great one in this class if they could get it. And I know he's a mid-range three uh, or a high high three at this point, but you talked about it, and, and I think he's going to have a real good shot at potentially four stars before it's over. Very curious to see what he does as a senior after a a big-time junior campaign last year. The next guy that committed in the month of June, fast forward from June 5th to I think June 17th or 19th, uh, was Christian Ford, safety out of McKinney, Texas, number 91 ranked player in Texas, 552 nationally, a safety, six foot 185. Your thoughts on on that addition, Danny? I liked him. I was was pleasantly surprised that, I think Gabe and and some of our national guys got together and gave him a closer look and and came away with an 87 grade. So that puts him at number 51 um, at the safety spot, according to 24-7, very similar ranking uh, by the composite. But I I like the kid. You know, he's he's not super well-known at that high school. In fact, McKinney, they've got several that were – very much, uh, very more heavily recruited than than Christian. Kind of came out of nowhere. Arkansas found him at a camp. Really liked him. Uh, I like the film. Physical guy, six foot one eighty five, can do a lot back there. And and uh, obviously brought him in on the weekend of the seventeenth, and it went rather quickly. So, you know, he actually had some pretty good offers. A, a lot of Pac twelve love in there. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, Nebraska, Minnesota, pretty solid offers there, mm-hmm. including TCU. So I, I think it's a quality get. I'm not I'm not going to tell you he's going to be a guy that comes in and plays and starts as a freshman or even a sophomore. But in time, I think he's a he's one of these high potential types that could help you in the long run. And then fast forwarding just a little farther to uh, uh, June 20th, Ian Jaffard. Is that how you say it? Jaffard? Jaffard, yeah. Jaffard. Jafard, oh, there's a sneaky R in there. G G E F F R A R D. That's right. Jafard. That reminds me of the man of two, <laughs> the man with two brains. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Jafar. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Six six three fifty. He's number 70-ranked player in Georgia on 24-7 sports. Listed an offensive line, but Arkansas wants him as a defensive tackle. He's not super highly rated, Danny, but in my mind also. Kind of like with Texas, when I see a guy's top 100 in Texas, you know, I'm like, okay, this guy's probably a pretty darn good player. And yeah. same thing with Georgia, top 100 in Georgia, probably a pretty good player. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, uh, you know, this is a dude, 6'6", 355 right now, and came up here on his official visit and was doing handstands and backflips in front of the recruits and coaches. Man, that's impressive. Backflips? You know what? Backflips at 6'6", 355. So, the thinking here is, you know, he, he plays both ways in high school at a, at a high rate, but Arkansas may not 
quite have a spot for him on the offensive side of the ball, and it's really tough, as we've talked about many times, for them to find a guy like this to plug in on defense. So I don't know if he's Mount Cody or what you might call him, but or John Ridgeway, however you want to look at it, but I do think he's that, that big guy in the middle that they uh, obviously like quite a bit. So he's out of Mableton, Georgia, Whitefield Academy, a lot of Georgia yeah. flavor in this class, and I think that's a good thing, man. I, I really do. I'm high on Georgia kids, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Steven Johnson here in a minute, but yeah. same deal. Uh, you get a big athlete out of Georgia like that, Man, the quality of competition they face down there is just, it's a different world. You know, I used to go to some of these camps in Texas and all over, and it's, it's an eye-opening experience. It really is a different uh, different deal down there. So I'm all for it, man. You can get a kid like that out of Georgia, and they seem to be willing to travel. So yeah. um, a lot of times you, you've seen in the past some of these guys end up at Louisville and NC State. To heck with that, man. If you can get them to Arkansas, you ought to try to get them yeah and you know i've obviously got a lot of connections to the state of georgia also and Mm -hmm. it's not just like atlanta it is those small county schools i mean Mm -hmm. i used to live in wrightsville georgia and i would drive by herschel walker it's a tiny town it says home of herschel walker up there the friendliest town in georgia wrightsville georgia Um, (laughs) but i just drive by his mom's house and there's a ton of talent that comes out of that tiny little town in johnson county in georgia all those old county schools there um, really produced. So uh, you mentioned Steven Johnson, number 71-ranked player in the state of Georgia. Uh, he was another guy that uh, visited this weekend and, and decided to call the Hogs. Yeah, 6'3", 330, as a matter of fact. A little defensive bigger tackle, than we thought, yeah. But yeah, defensive tackle out of Whitewater High School in Georgia. And uh, I think he got a grade of 86. That makes him number 71 in the state of Georgia. And uh, not, not super heavily offered. But did have some nice ones there, you know, uh, Maryland, Georgia Tech, uh, I think Vanderbilt offered, and um, obviously had some other bigger schools interested in him, but happened pretty quickly, you know, it, I think they offered this guy on May 17th, that mm-hmm. sounds right, and then, so he's a he's a product of the spring evaluation period, the first one under Sam Pittman, so yeah. I liked him a lot on film, I told you guys in the, in the group chat last week, he's a space eater, in my opinion. Uh, going to eat up a lot of space, kind of like Giffard, but also highly productive. You know, with uh, six eight wingspan, you watch his film. He just reaches out. You think you're past him, and he reaches out and grabs you, and you're you're done. Sixty five tackles last year. That's an that's an awful lot for a DT. So, you know, again, I think if you're going to roll the dice on one, you take the prototypical size. You know, from the state of Georgia, playing mm-hmm. against that level of of competition, I think they've got something there. And another one from the weekend, R.J. Johnson out of McDonough, Georgia, Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Keeping it in the Peach State, I mean, they're, like you said, they're really, really targeting a lot of these guys over there and a lot of strong connections, obviously, Sam Pittman and Jimmy Smith. Um, Scott Fountain Scott would be Fountain, another one, yeah. yeah. And uh, R.J. is the number 58-ranked player in the state of Georgia, according to 24-7 Sports. 6'2", 180, listed as an athlete. What position is he going to play at Arkansas? Well, I think he's going to be a corner. Um, he actually goes a little corner. bit closer to uh, a little bit closer to six three. Uh, actually, out of Eagles Landing, man, I like this kid. He looks like a million bucks, and he's the guy I told you last yeah. week. Uh, Future and media the voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I need to send you that that audio from last week. You'll be impressed too. But really good kid. Plays both ways in high school. 
I encourage people to watch the film for yourself. And if you tell me that you're not impressed by the first two plays on that film, then more power to you. Um, I'll just agree to disagree, but he's a freak show. I think he's a guy that, you know, you don't want to project too much and, and put doubt in anybody's mind that he can't play defense. But, man, if he couldn't, for whatever reason, you could probably flip this one over and have a pretty good receiver, in my opinion. So a lot to like about him, another physical, big-body guy, long-limbed, really athletic. And uh, the thing I've noticed about all of these guys here lately, when you watch their film, they're super physical. And you can't – that can't be overstated. That's a really important message in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I hear that word all the time, as do you, in practice, post-practice, whatever it may be. That word is used a lot, and I think they're on the right ones from, from that standpoint. Let's head a couple of states west and to Oxford, Mississippi, and Alex Sanford, the number eight-ranked player in the state of Mississippi, number 58 linebacker. How did, how did they get this guy out of Oxford? Yeah, Ole Miss offered him, but, you know, I could tell you, uh, it, it was kind of an interesting deal. Alex came up on March 12th, I believe. Didn't even have an offer from Arkansas yet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But you could tell as soon as that visit ended by talking to him, I felt like, man, if they ever offer. Uh, of course, at the time, they were in the uh, sweepstakes for Tackett Curtis, one of their priority targets. And, you know, it's a, it's a case where you have to wait them out sometimes, you know, and you have to make them tell, no, tell you no before you actually move on. And there was nothing wrong with that if you don't get them. But it's nice to have options like this. You know, a SEC body, 6'3", 240, really good-looking player. And, again, that's the thing you notice about linebacker recruiting right now. You look at Drew Sanders, Manny Powell, Chris Paul, uh, even Everett Rousseau now, again, down in Georgia, uh, currently committed to him in this year's class. He's 6'2", 225. Carson Dean, 6'4", 235. And now – you add a guy like this, 6'3", 240, still in the mix for Brad Spence. Uh, you know, he could be the fourth guy in the class, in my opinion. Uh, 6'2", 225 there. So a lot of really good-looking kids. And uh, I've been impressed with this guy's production as well. 131 tackles, 25 and a half tackles for loss. That's, that's impressive enough. And then you throw in four sacks and six forced fumbles last year. That's, that's really uh, key for me. So... You know, I, I had the feeling he wanted to be a Razorback well before they offered him. They brought him in for a uh, for an unofficial, and then offered him a couple of months later when it was clear kind of where things stood with other targets. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all he needed, buddy. He was in the boat. He couldn't jump in fast enough. Really good kid there. I've enjoyed working with him and his and his father both. Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West two four seven on Twitter. Does a fantastic job covering Razorback recruiting for us. Now, Danny, those the last few guys were some of the players that visited this past weekend, but there weren't all of them. There were some others. You you did videos on most of the, or excuse me, uh, uh, stories on most of the unrecruited guys. Micah Tease was another one that you did an article on. Didn't commit, but a really highly regarded wide receiver out of Booker T. Washington in Tulsa, Oklahoma, ranked the number. 133 prospect in the country on 24-7 sports, number three overall in Oklahoma, 5'11", 180 wide receiver. What do you think about uh, your conversation with him and, and where Arkansas stands? I think they're they're hanging in there. They're still in the mix. Obviously, a lot of competition. He's, he's already gone out and seen Notre Dame and USC. So that kind of tells you uh, there's some big-time programs after this guy. And uh, 
uh, Oklahoma, obviously the in-state power there, Texas A&M. And, and what we know is that traditionally it's really tough for anybody, much of anybody, to go into Oklahoma and pull one out. And, yeah. and most of the time when they do leave, they're going to you know Notre Dame, Alabama, LSU, Texas, those types. But, you know, in this situation, I think they've it's in, I think it's important to remember at some point as a rule of thumb in recruiting, typically the visits will tell you everything you need to know. And if he wasn't interested in Arkansas, he wouldn't have made all those short trips over here so many times. I want to say upwards of, you know, five, six trips, if I'm just guessing so far mm-hmm. this year. So obviously he's really close with Luke has the tight end commitment out of uh, Bixby. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes, but uh, Arkansas is hanging in there, 5'11", 180-pound wide receiver Micah Tease mm. out of uh, Tulsa Booker T. Washington. I mean, you've got – you've had some success there lately. Can they do it again? Can you go in and benefit from another A.J. Green-type situation? Uh, you've got his buddy here, uh, Kawan Parker, playing corner. There's a lot of connections here, a lot of – um, you know, I think there's a lot for Arkansas to like in their standing, but again, that's a ton of competition you're going to have to beat. And speaking of tough guys to pull out of Oklahoma, Arkansas did that with Lucas, uh, number two ranked prospect in the state of Oklahoma, was able to get him in, and his brother was on campus also, wasn't he? That's right, Dylan. Dylan has out of uh, Bixby, Oklahoma, as well, five eleven, one eighty. We've got him listed as an athlete, and uh, we know that he's being recruited as a safety. So Arkansas likes Dylan on the defensive side. He's got, you know, uh, Air Force, Navy, some smaller offers, Pitt State's in there, Northern Colorado, uh, Tulsa. I, I don't know if Tulsa's offered yet, but South Dakota's in there. Really good kid. I think they've. It's been impressive to watch the family kind of handle this situation where you've got one brother who's like a top 50 player in the country and the other is a little bit lesser recruited. Nothing wrong with that. But, um, boy, I, I know Luke is really working on his brother, trying to get him here. The sister had already chosen to, to attend Arkansas. She's been there and, and done it. So kind of a cool deal there to, you know, for, for, uh, his brother to have that opportunity. And, and obviously it doesn't take much of a recruiting analyst to figure out that, Arkansas is probably going to have a pretty good shot there. But then again, Dylan may want to do whatever, you know, he wants to do. So we'll have to wait and see. But a really um, successful visit, in my opinion. And um, it could be one to watch. It's been a while since Arkansas has gotten like a four-star, true four-star defensive tackle. But Marquise Deal, 6'4", 290, number 57 ranked player in the entire country, number 13 overall in Texas, also just visited this weekend. Where does Arkansas stand with him? So kind of like, uh, kind of comparing to uh, Micah Tease a little bit. Also, want to mention Micah is my mm. brother's first name, so I don't see that name a lot, but uh, <laughs> that's always cool. But Marcus Deal, uh, D lineman out of uh, Garland, Texas. Again, man, another guy who's been here so many times uh, that at some point the visits tell you everything. So that tells me Arkansas is still in this thing, very much so. Uh, but another guy who. You know, he's got USC, Texas, TCU's way up there for him. And uh, there's going to be a lot of competition. I think they're in a good spot. But, uh, you know, it, it's he's kind of one of these intriguing guys. When we look back, can't wait for the post-National Day signing day chat this year. It's just been fun to watch him go from being an offensive recruit to a defensive priority at mm-hmm. Arkansas. And, and uh, 
Uh, you know, he's got connections here in northwest Arkansas. His grandmother's in Bella Vista. He's got an aunt in, in Bentonville. There's a lot to like there. And, uh, you know, again, he's he's a guy who's been here several times. So no clue when this guy might make a decision. But uh, I do think Arkansas is at least going to be a hat on the table at this point. They're, they're in there for this one and, and really battling. Danny, I'm going to get you out of here with uh, an explosive multi-sport athlete in Robert Stafford out of Melbourne, Florida, number 196 overall prospect in the country on 24-7 sports, number 12 athlete, number 40 overall in the state of Florida. What what about him? He he visited this weekend. Where where do things stand right there, and what position do you think he'll play? Yeah, another interesting one. Uh, you know, we just talked about Marcus Dill being a, a starting out as an offensive guy and now being looked at as defense. Same deal here. Um, except, you know, Robert actually, uh, they wanted him at wide receiver and now suddenly they want him as a DB, 5'11", 171, and he used the magic words this weekend. So some eye-opening stuff here. He said, this is, uh, I want to make sure I say it, it's home is how he said it. So he said, I've been here three times. They're recruiting me for a long time, so I'm showing love back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anytime I hear that word home, kind of opens my eyes a little bit it could be one to watch but man i i think this is a good thing for me to sit here and tell you there's a ton of competition you know when you mentioned georgia and oregon miami that's a good thing for arkansas that tells you you know you you've gotten on the right ones and you're in the mix for them but Mm -hmm. um can they pull him out of florida i'm not convinced yet not ready to make a crystal ball pick but, man, I'm starting to like their chances a little more than maybe even I anticipated at that point. At, at you know, the point earlier this spring when I was doing some of these mock classes, I, I never really felt great about it, but I'm starting to starting to heat up a little bit on this one. All right, Danny, great stuff. Really appreciate you coming on for the extended show, extended segment. You went, you stayed longer than normal, but I uh, really appreciate it. There's just so much to get to. We had to, we had to cover it all. Yep, that's right. No, I enjoyed it. We could do it anytime. All right, well, brother. maybe not next week because I may be taking off next week. Trey, I haven't told you that yet. But... <laughs> All right. Well, next week, we'll what, I, I think there's just one visitor on tab, right? Um. Well, I hope not. I think they're pretty much done with visitors at this point. Um, what, what, sure look, look, real quick before be... you get out of here, Danny, what is the uh, what's the what's the schedule coming up uh, as far as calendar goes? Yeah, as far as calendar goes, July first starts a dead period. So, uh, uh, you know, the entire month, except for the last week of July, is going to be dead. So mm-hmm. I know the coaches were getting at least a couple weeks of, of downtime coming up here. So, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it's at. This this past weekend was pretty much the last, you know, the big bang there yeah. uh, going into the summer. And you're right. I actually looked at it long. Vison Lang is scheduled. He's, he's just listed next on the list, but he's actually scheduled for September 30th. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I that's think that's crazy. the Alabama game, is it not? I, I could be wrong. That on sounds. That. Let's, yeah, that's right because Alabama is the only home game in the month of uh, October, and that's October first. So uh, gotcha. that's gotcha. definitely definitely what he's coming for. So, and he's yep. from Alabama, Pike Road. Yeah, hopefully about that. he's coming to see Arkansas, not Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is, buddy. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming right. on, Danny. All right, you got it. All right, see brother. All right, everybody. Danny West. At Danny West 24-7, if you haven't followed him, I think you see right there uh, the kind of content that Danny brings to the table for us at 24-7 Sports. Worth the price of admission right there alone, Danny West coverage. And, you know, he mentioned the uh, post-NSD chat. 
where he just kind of reveals everything that was going on through the recruiting process. It's always a lot of fun. A lot of people say that's worth the price of admission. But just $1 right now for your first month if you want to try it out. All right. I want to get to a couple of, I don't know, kind of interesting things. So Arkansas right now has five four-star commitments, okay? And as we mentioned, number six-ranked recruiting class in the country. It's going to be tough to hold that spot. But what they're doing right now, I think – and based on some of the things that may be coming down the line with some of the guys that they're they're in on, we could be talking about the potential of a top 15 class. I think definitely top 20 is in the cards for Arkansas. That's something they've never had a top 15 class. Uh, I don't think on the con- on the composite they've ever had a top 20 class. They've had a, I remember one year they had a number 16th ranked class on Rivals back when we were at Rivals last year. Actually, they were ranked 28th on the composite 24 7 sports individual site ranking again the composite takes all the industry uh, and and averages them out but on 24 7 sports they're actually ranked number 18th nationally on 24 7 sports but there's a couple of other guys that you know in addition to guys that they could be adding that could possibly see some bump ups dallas young uh, he's the highest rated uh guy on arkansas's commit list that's a three-star recruit he is actually Almost a four-star on every recruiting service on three, 24-7 sports rivals. And ESPN actually has him as a four-star. So he could be a guy to look at as a possible bump-up guy. So watch out for R.J. Young – or excuse me, Dallas Young, not R.J. Young. He does a different show. (laughs) But Dallas Young, uh, six-foot, 180-pound, 180-pound quarterback. And then Quincy Rhodes, Jr., um, out of North Little Rock, Jacksonville, Arkansas. Uh, he is a four-star on 24-7 sports. So he's a four-star on our site. Rivals has him a high three-star. ESPN has him high three-star. On three has him a pretty high three-star. So he's another guy to possibly look for, you know, with a potential bump. But he's very close to making that uh, level. Caleb James, guy that's been committed to Arkansas for a long time. Everywhere, everywhere has him a pretty high three-star. ESPN actually has him as a four-star. Carson Dean, who is a three-star everywhere except for on Rivals. Rivals has him as a four-star. And Isaiah Agustave, who is a high three-star on everybody's except for one service. And I think maybe if that service bumps him up to where, you know, he is on a couple others, we could see him possibly because I I think on 24-7 there's a good chance because he's pretty close there. So that gives Arkansas five four-star commitments currently, and then maybe four other guys, maybe five, but four other guys who are rated four-stars on other serves. So there's actually nine guys on Arkansas's commit list who somebody thinks is a four-star out of all the recruiting services. Nine guys who somebody thinks is a four-star. I think some more four-star types are on the way. And then, of course, we mentioned Isaiah Gustave. Okay. I think we're safe to go to questions now. If you got a question, go ahead and get those in right now. We're going to go to those. We've gone about 37 minutes now. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah, before we get started on that, one last time. If you haven't signed up, it's just $1 right now for your first month at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Part of the 24-7 sports under the CBS Paramount Global umbrella. Great company to be a part of. Super proud of that. Follow us on Facebook if you haven't done so already. 
I think there's 80, I keep saying 85,000 and we may be up to close to 90,000 on there now. Uh, also follow us on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up or a like on both of those channels about Apple Podcasts. If you have not taken a moment to throw us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd certainly love to have that five-star rating and uh, a review. Say something nice about the show, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right. Got a lot of Woo Pig Sueys. This lady wants me to send her a friend request. Blake Hunter says, what streaming software are you using? Okay, so I use, it's actually just a free program called OBS. Actually, all this stuff on the side here, can you see that? No, it's over here. It's backwards for me. All this stuff over here and down here, I actually created all this on Facebook. So that's not a, a program or, or not Facebook, on uh Photoshop. I actually created all this stuff on Photoshop myself. So it's not like a specific program or something, but there's a lot of others. Um, StreamYard. I mean, I see people using all kinds of different stuff. And I've thought about like doing it where, you know, we have different, like a split screen. I just feel like everybody's kind of doing that. And this is kind of how this show, I don't know, there's a certain look and feel to the show, you know? So I, I like using OBS. Again, it's, it's a free program and you can add all your graphics and stuff that you want. So, Mary Otterson Joan wants me to send her, wants everybody to send her friend request. <laughs> Let's see. Chris Albrighton says, question, I understand we had our best pitcher out there the last game and he did well, but if they lose, they go home. So why not switch it out for a pitcher every inning from the six? Just a thought. Probably a question for uh, Andrew Ellis. We need to get Andrew Ellis back on here. Andrew started with us full-time this past month. He was in Omaha for the whole College World Series. He was in uh, – he was at the SEC uh, tournament also. But Andrew does a great job, covers all sports, football, basketball, baseball. Has anyone ever committed on the show, says Lee Barber. No, we've not had any commitments on the show. We haven't had that. I mean, we've had like some, uh, you know, CBS Sports and stuff, which is, you know, our parent company and stuff. People do that. But, no, nobody's ever committed on the show. We also don't have like – I don't, usually don't schedule guests. I mean, if you all want me to do that. We've had a couple of people here and there uh, as far as guests. And we've had, you know, when we, um, you know, have people from the network on, like when Arkansas is playing, uh, you know, different SEC schools, we'll have somebody, you know, a publisher or a writer uh, from that – site and the network you know do that but we usually you know just kind of keep it to us instead of having a bunch of guests Dustin Hoofman says I know Pittman is a in the trenches coach so what do you see from the OL and DL this spring and summer well first of all you got a battle going on at left tackle right uh, I think Takias Crawford we're going to see him in the in fall camp move from right to left I think that it was kind of a necessity to keep him at right tackle in the spring and plus, they like to cross-train everybody at different spots, but to keep him there because Dalton Wagner was out. Uh, so you had a battle at left tackle that didn't really involve Takias Crawford, but I think we're going to see him battle Luke Jones uh, when uh, fall camp starts over that left spot. And just by the way coaches are talking about him, they really talk him up a lot, that just kind of foreshadows, I think, what we're going to see there. They return four starters on the offensive line. It's a great situation to be in if you're a quarterback, if the wide receivers uh, are up to snuff, which I think is going to you know, maybe not – the peak level of Traylon Burks, but I think we're going to see uh, – I think we'll see 
enough talent at wide receiver that they'll be able to make up and, and maybe distribute a little bit more. Maybe overall talent is better than it was last year if it's not at the peak highest level uh, with Traylon Burks. But to answer your question, multi-year starters on the offensive line. I think the fewest games that anybody started among those four is, is 13, and I think that's Brady Latham. So multi-year starters, and I mean started 2020, started 2021, and about to start 2022 at least. And some of those started, you know, 2019 also. So that's definitely notable uh, on the offensive line. And then defensive line, still the numbers probably aren't quite what you would like on the defensive interior. They did add some guys from transfer portal, from junior college, uh, Takias Crawford, excuse me, not Takias Crawford, Torian Carter, TC. Torian Carter has a knee injury. He's going to miss some time during the season. That's one position where you really didn't need to lose anybody. I think you got to hope that Cameron Ball really emerges. Some of the guys you're bringing in out of the transfer portal and junior college, you know, hope that those guys step up. But we could be seeing a lot more three-man front again this year um, without maybe the option to do four-man front as much as they would like. Byrne Bradley says there's someone on the roster that was likely to beat out Dylan Leach. Again, baseball stuff, probably not my forte. Definitely not my forte. We can get Andrew Ellis on here soon, get him to talk a little bit about that, and we'll answer some of your questions, Byrne Bradley. Marco Giles says, I wonder, I wonder if teams feel like if we can beat the Omahaws, we are guaranteed to win the College World Series. It seems to be the benchmark. That's, that's a good point. Certainly has happened the last couple of years. Chris Albrighton says, who do you see being our quarterback after this year? It's a good question, Chris. I mean, it could end up being Malachi Singleton. It could be Malik Hornsby. It could be one of the walk-on guys. And I've mentioned this before, you know, Arkansas, the, the two walk-on quarterbacks, both of those guys were scholarship quarterbacks at Power 5 schools, you know. So it's not like they're just your typical walk-on guy here to run the scout team. So I, I, it could be a lot of different players. But I think based on, you know, kind of KJ's language, if he has another good year, I think we'll see him probably turn to the pros. He kind of said that uh, at the bowl practices. You know, he said that he never really considered going pro. He feels like he needs another year. And that's his words, need another year. Not need another two years or three years, which he has eligibility because of the COVID year. Lord, will somebody send Mary Otterson Joan a friend request? <laughs> I think I'm getting spammed. I guess. Mia Maria is, is spamming me with 4K Sports live stream. Mark Douglas says the dead period ends July 12th with, in, with NASA Web Telescope. <laughs> Hopefully many images available to the public. I'm looking forward to that, Mark. I'm... Have you guys been watching from the, uh, uh, let's see, For All Mankind, which is a pretty cool show on Apple TV? It's like if uh, the Russians had beaten the United States to the moon and then the space race that ensues and, like, the butterfly effect, everything that changes. Like, it's got Michael Jordan going to the trailblazers and stuff like that, people avoiding assassination attempts. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool show. Dustin Hoofman says, oh, we got that one. Okay, I think we covered it, everybody. Dustin Hoofman says, get Eric Musselman on here. <laughs> he might do it. I mean, he's he's on everything. He never misses a chance to be on social media, I can tell you that. 
God does a great job in every aspect. I was talking to somebody about that. You know, muscle one's what? I think he came here when he was 55, so maybe 57 or so. But a guy with all the experience that he has and to not just be like, I've got all this experience, I don't have to do all this stuff. Like he does everything he's, you would want him to do. Like he's the perfect marriage of experience and like youthful energy and understanding, like not looking at technology. Like there have been coaches, like back when Houston Nutt was here, there were coaches on the roster who were literally scared of computers, like afraid of them. And when like they um, when they got Houston Nuts computer, when they like I guess I don't know what they did exactly to get their hands on his computer because they wanted to see his emails and stuff, and he was just laughing his tail off because he's never used email. Thought it was hilarious, um, but anyway, yeah. All right. We had an interesting show today, plenty of recruiting discussion. It was needed with Danny West. Uh, obviously, it's going to get a little more quiet with recruiting as we kind of start gearing more towards the start of the college football season. As I mentioned, SEC Media Days less than a month away. June 18th, I believe, is the start date. Sam Pittman and them go Wednesday, I believe. So uh, I'll be there for that, of course. And then, I mean, right after that, I don't know if we're going to have a – Coaches Media Golf Tournament, that always is a fun event. We get a lot of information out of that. But, I mean, right after SEC Media Days, it's starting to, you know, I think, what, August 3rd, I think, is the, the start of fall camp. So, it'll be happening pretty quick before you know it. So, it's a good time to sign up for Hawk Sports because it's just right around the corner. HAWGsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network under the Paramount Global and CBS umbrella. All right, everybody. Thanks, Danny West, for joining us. Appreciate you guys for your questions and for tuning in today. And we'll be back with you guys next week. And it won't be long before we start doing bi-weekly shows. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.